Hello, fellow listeners. Hello, y'all. It is Dee Dee and Sean with episode four of All Things Horror. We are going to be giving you guys, for today's episode, we are going to recap the original Halloween 1 and 2, done by John Carpenter. Yes. And then we are going to give you um, the synopsis of Halloween, done in 2007 by Rob Zombie. And compare the two. So this podcast may be... A little lengthy. Because well, we're only limited to, to what an hour. No, you could do. It could be a three-hour-long podcast. Really? Oh, yeah, it doesn't okay. matter. So, see, limitations are not there, people. Yeah, it's just however long it takes us to Whoa. discuss this is how it's going to be. So, um, we've done so far the original Halloween. Mm-hmm. We've done Halloween too. Great detail. Both done by John Carpenter, and now we want to discuss Rob the Zombie's remix. the remake, his yes. 2007 of the original. Now, I want to say that Zombie did uh, stay somewhat true to the overall mm-hmm. uh, feel of the movie. From the start to the finish, but what we're going to do is I'm going to ask Sean to give his take on how or what the original was, and then I'm going to ask you to give me your take on Zombies Remake, and then I will give my opinion, and then we'll go from there. Well, I think that's a very good way to go about this. Okay. You know, you got a flow going, D. I I like that. I I like that. You know, you, know, you got to have a format. I agree. Yes. So <laughs> if, all right, if we're starting back with Carpenters. 78, <clears throat> right? 78? 78, okay. yes. Um, when that one debuted, we got the young Mike Myers without a backdrop. Mm. Just an opening of a deranged kid attacking his sister. Correct. No explanation no as to explanation, why. No explanation, no nothing. That's how Carpenter wanted to be, just given an opening of an eerie presence of a, of a point of view of some psycho going right. and killing off family members. Now, with Zombie, this is what I love. Do tell. Because, even though people said that yeah, he made it a little too more gruesome or a little bit more slasher film type, you know, mm-hmm. persona, but... He did confer with Carpenter, as we know, about his ideas on what he wanted to do. And what his big thing was is he wanted to bring back Michael Myers as that pinnacle killer creep persona of just a lifeless, stalking madman. Okay. And But Zombie felt... That there was no beginning story of how Michael became to be. And this is what I love. The opening of Zombies movie is the backdrop of him as a kid. And how his lifestyle was. And how he was treated. And how dysfunctional the family was. We got to see how Michael became to be. Yes. And what caused him to have these killer tendencies or these killer instincts so Correct. to speak. And I do I I give Zombie utmost credit for that because we don't even start that movie of how of his remake of Halloween until 
all the backdrop is brought in where we see him as a young kid being abused by the stepfather. Yeah. The mother trying to make ends meet. Correct. Doing her thing as a stripper, which I'm all for. Stripper moms <laughs> save lives. Okay. So, yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah let's, just let's saying. We'll let Tom have that uh, one. Yeah. And um, as we see in there, the father is very abusive to him. Or mm. stepfather, I should say, not father. Right. And, you know, he's just trying to be a normal kid, really, from the beginning. He really is trying to be a normal kid. The sister won't take him out trick-or-treating because she's more worried about getting a dick. And, I mean, that's fine. Whatever. But that molds him into the fact that his family is letting him by the wayside. Now, Mom is trying, does truly love, yeah, and you can yep. pipe in with this. I am a thing. mom. I know I have two boys, so I, I know where he's going with she this. She is thoroughly trying to be a caring mother to him where she wants the sister to bring him out trick-or-treating even though mom's doing her thing right and having to go out and show the nene and do what she needs to do to provide food on the table the nene yeah I'm well sorry. i'm just saying i, I like <laughs> but um and then we you know zombie incorporates him in school and how he's being treated by kids in school he's mm. he's the outcast and we see that the kids are bullying them. And the bullying is what really, I think, invokes his habit to be. Because he gets pulled into the boys' bathroom, as we see in Zombies Remake. Yep. And they're just literally verbally abusing the piss out of him. Correct. They haven't done anything physical to him yet. Right. And the, the young child actor that's playing him shows a great sense of you know what okay. kids go through getting so, bullied i'm gonna not challenge you but i'm gonna say i agree with you with that um if you guys remember from the first episode when we were talking about the original i was making a uh, somewhat of a joke about how the fact that um in the original michael is shown um you know putting the mask on after his sister mm -hmm. is done doing whatever she's doing with the boyfriend he puts the mask on goes into her room and he pretends not pretends but he actually goes in there with that knife and he's hacking at her and she's like michael what are you doing and the next thing we know he's stabbing 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 walks down the stairs walks outside and then his parents are just kind of looking at him yes. a little confused like what just happened here and I was like, you know what? If that was my kid, I would have right. a little bit of a different reaction. I do agree with that. Reaction. That, that, that scene there, I yes, don't know what Carpenter little... was really going for, but their reaction to it was not typically what I think any parent would really do. Correct. I think it's because of the fact that what Carpenter was going for was, in his version, he didn't want to give you an actual reason as to why. The killing took place, but yet we know it did, and yet we see what's going on. But the parents don't seem to do anything more than just kind of look and stare. Kind of look and, and they're stare. like, okay, yeah, this is what just happened, and it doesn't make any sense. But yet in what I love about Zombie's version is that he actually takes the time, as Sean just mentioned, to give you that buildup as to why Michael became 
who he did. Right. And I think that's important because I was always confused by the first one. Yes. Even though it was entertaining and I loved watching it and I loved Jamie you Lee. Never, you never really had a full explanation as to, well, what made this kid snap? Correct. What was his issue? Was he, you know, and, and that's what I love with Zombie. He yeah. gave kind of a, a preface. I was totally pumped. When I got the the notice, and if you're a horror movie fan like we are, we are involved in different groups and things like that. You get notifications of when these movies are going to come out and be remade. When I first found out that, one, it was going to be remade, and two, it was going to be remade by Rob Zombie, I was beyond freaking... I, I just couldn't contain myself. I couldn't wait for the release date because I was yes. like, wait, one of yes. my favorite one of my favorite Your movies favorite, is being yeah. in, being remade and it's being Done remade by, one by of Zombie. Our favorite artists, artists, uh, both and, musically and in film. And this was right after his success yeah. with House of a Thousand Corpses. Correct. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, Dee Dee. Did Devil's Rejects come out before that or after? Um, House of a Thousand Corpses was first. Was first. Then Devil's Rejects came out. Okay, but did Halloween come out in between? And then Halloween came out after. Okay. It was after. So, I think what, what Rob tried to do for us with his version was connect those dots and give us an actual reason as to why or how Michael became the serial killer that he did. And one of the things that I find that's interesting is if you look at, um, and I was just watching a documentary on this the other day, if you look at cases regarding serial killers, one of the things that they concentrate on or one of the things that they say is a true key of that is when they start to torture animals. Yes. And they were saying uh, John Wayne Gacy, mm-hmm. um, Jeffrey Dahmer, I'm not sure about... Um, Mark Ozzie. Yes, Mark Oxy. Yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, these all of these guys at some point in their in their lives came to the point where they started Ow. to torture animals, animals. and that yes. leads to okay, the once human. they yes, it, it the leads human to element human element and yep. you know, once they get that taste of okay, we've been able to to kill and dominate an animal, it's they go like on. that's their testing ground, or that's their. It's way really strange. Of, it is, but that's their. That's their getting thing. into their comfort zone, for lack of a better term. Correct. So, um, with Zombie, I will say his cast, and if you are a Rob Zombie fan, you know that when it comes to casting, he likes to use obviously his wife Sherry Moon. He likes to put her Absolutely. in just about everything that he creates. But besides her, Why he, you? he uses a... Sean is a That's huge right. fan. That's right, yeah. He, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. For obvious reasons. I'm going to try and see and, if we can get Rob on an interview or, or Sherry or both of them. That would be amazing. That and would if, be Yeah, if we ever great. got that and Sean was able and to I'm talk to him. He probably would right now, actually folks, clam because, up and he probably yeah. wouldn't say anything. Uh, well, yeah. I'd probably be a little, little school bitch and like <laughs> if... Either one of them are there. Like, if Rob or that, but yeah. if the wife was here, yeah, it'd probably be, yeah. 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 You'll, you'll see what happens. He'd probably stutter, wouldn't be able to talk all of that. Probably not. 
probably yeah. I'd probably be the same way with Rob because I'm a huge fan and I talk all the time about, hey, if I were to meet him, this is what I would do. But if he was, in, if he was on the phone or in my face, I probably would just like totally mm-hmm. just not say anything and just be like, uh, uh, everything would be stuck. So oh, it would yeah. be just yeah, bad. Yeah. It would just be a bad situation all over. Except I know her. Good for you. Yep. <laughs> um, so... Rob Zombie's Halloween was released on August 31st, yes. 2007. And the budget for that film was $15 million, And he made $80.4 in the box office, which I think that's pretty Which freaking, is huge yeah. in a horror film. I, I know mean, he holds the record for biggest uh, opening for yes. a horror movie. Correct. Um. I'm not sure if it's been surpassed, but I do know that he did have that in 2007. Yes. That particular movie, I think everybody was, like, kind of pumped. Anybody that was Correct. a fan of that was waiting to see what he was going to do. The Exorcist, I think, still holds that record. For, but yeah, for, he, okay. Yeah, but uh, he, he came damn close. Yeah. And I, I gotta tell you, I remember when it came out. I remember when it was... Uh, when they were doing the promotion for it and they were saying that, you know, Rob Zombie got on board, he's going to do a remake, I was kind of like, hmm, it could go either way. It could be either really, really good or it can completely suck. But I was like, I don't know yet. I got to see. I knew and it I wasn't was, going to suck. I, 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 I was just me. I was like, it's going to be, if anything, I'm like, this is going to be a brutal version. I think everybody had that. My answer. Based on what he's done. With his previous movies, which can be a little gruesome, can be very, very bloody. Right. Um, That's just what Rob Zombie does. But what I want to say about it is, for me, he gave me a little bit more insight on Michael Myers. And it I don't want to say sympathetic, but it almost made me a tad bit sympathetic. You, get, you got him. a little bit more humanization with him, Correct. I would say, because you in understood. Carpenters, it was just, this guy's a psychotic killer. <laughs> and it didn't um, make any sense. He gave, yes, he did. He, with, with the backdrop and giving a little bit more of a, you know, foreground as to why... He became the way he did. You did empathize with him. You, yeah. You had a little bit of like, you know, this kid was abused. You you can, you, you, you were able to get a little compassion for him. However, as once Rob brought in the adult version of him, we can, yeah. we will go forward with there and seeing how brutal yes. those scenes were. And I will say for me, I think that... When I look at the original and I look at Zombies version, one of the things I like the most is I think with him giving us that background as to why Michael became who he was, I was able to look, like I said, I had a little bit more sympathy. I always struggled with the original, but one of the things that's notated here is it says that um, working from Carpenter's advice... Mm -hmm. For Zombie to make the movie his own, Zombie chose to develop a film as both an original story and a remake. So I think he took elements, obviously, of the original, and then he put in his own, like, what would make this kid... What would make this kid the way he was. This way. And, And then, you know, I don't know, you tell me, Sean, I don't know how you feel about it, but when I... 
the very first time, one of the things that I will say about any Rob Zombie movie that I watch, when it comes to the soundtrack, the oh, man God, yeah. is on it. He is brilliant. He and, gives you and, and that music what, of the time. And that's what I love, because Rob Zombie, as a musical artist, which obviously, that's how he started. Yes. In this movie and most of his movies, until his later films, if you notice... He doesn't do any of the music himself. Mm. He chooses the appropriate soundtrack or Correct. brings in the appropriate artist for the ambiance music. And for me, I think that's a little harder. I think when somebody yes. says, okay, you have, this is the film, this is what you're going to do, and I need you to create the soundtrack, I think that might be a little easier. I don't know. I'm not an artist. Well, he did, I love he music, did go but... on and say that he did not want to do a have his music involved in that because it would be too, he didn't want the film to be revolved around him totally. Like gotcha. a Rob Zombie film and Rob Zombie music, music you know, he yeah, didn't yeah. want it to be all focused on the fact that he is creating this. Gotcha. And that's what I love, because he chose great songs. Oh my god, I... I for I, each I, portion yes, for of that each movie. scene, it's like, he nailed it. You get in there, and you get that whole 70s vibe Correct. of... of of not only the wardrobe, not only the hairstyles, the makeup, the cars. Correct. Every he embodied everything for that era, and I love that about him. And and, I, and even embracing Carpenter's original iconic soundtrack, he correct. used. He didn't even he used John Five that's been with Marilyn Manson. Yeah. And everything to still create the iconic dunno, mm -hmm. dunno, and using the whole two key tone theme in there but it it actually wasn't rob that was doing correct that thing. he he didn't want that stigmata on there and i get that I like so now that we 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 know the whole premise of the movie and we know what it's about and we know that you know john carpenter did the original Shit. robbie or sorry rob zombie has his version what i want to talk about now is the cast um Oh, yeah. I mean, as we know, we have um, Sherry Moon starring yes, as the mom. As the mom. Now, we also have Malcolm McDowell, who we love as... Malcolm as a... <laughs> Malcolm as a modern-day Loomis. I loved. I thought yeah. he was amazing as Dr. Loomis. And that and that's what I love with Simon because he, because Donald Pleasance, yes. British actor. Amazing. And Malcolm McDowell. British all the way. I love the fact that he kept he kind of kept that that underlying tone. And yes, Malcolm McDowell in this modern day one nailed it. Even from the beginning of showing him being the psychiatrist as a young boy and everything, he went from you know uh, 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 un trying to be an understanding, caring, you know psychologist and then we see the transition yeah going to what we saw in carpenter's original one where we just got loomis in the excited state we yes. never we never you know we knew that yes he was this doctor for however many years yep but we didn't have any other information beyond that correct 
And yeah, and I think that's where I want to say for me for the zombie remakes, I think Malcolm McDowell actually connected the dots for me. Yes. He well, as they wrote that character, he connected a lot of dots. I didn't realize that he was going to go into the depths that he did regarding Michael's character and his his psyche and where he was in his life at that moment. But yet and still, um. I think he was able to embody the the true essence of a psychiatrist and how a psychiatrist would Correct. would would not mentor but but definitely work with a child who committed such a heinous crime. So for me, that was we that got was to crucial. hear some of the audio recordings, you know, when they were showing Michael's right. progression to the darker, you know, when he was started making his maps and mm. Loomis is trying to figure out what that represents for him, and he's like he says he's trying to hide his ugliness. Yeah, yeah, th- and, I thought that and, was and, interesting, and, and and you know, and that's where you start sympathizing with the kid because yeah, the mother's like you're not ugly. You know, don't she feel that like way. talking like that, right. and yet and still he's creating like these crazy masks that do nothing but but hide his true identity. But mm-hmm. for some reason, that's a comfort for him. Correct. For people to not be able to see him that way. So that was that was kind of deep too. And we show, and, and it still shows that Michael, as a person, he has still ha- he still has a deep love for his mother. Yeah. He does truly. have a human side to him. Yep. But. As time goes on, being locked up and not realizing what he did mm. by beating down and killing his, his tormentors, which yeah. were the bullies in his school, yep. he still he didn't have that connection that he did something wrong. And that's where we see the snap and the twist yeah, of true. where the killer instincts or driving them. How did you feel? I mean, I thought, like, and I thought that was interesting. When I was watching the movie, and Loomis is, like, interviewing him, and he's asking him, you know, Michael, how did you feel about what you did? And he's like, what are you talking about? Right. And he's like, you know, that night, you know, and he's like, what night? He's like, Halloween. And Michael's like, oh, and then Loomis is actually telling him what he did. He's like, you know, you murdered all these people, and he's just like, I don't remember that. Yeah, or I, don't I don't remember, remember doing that. that. I don't remember doing that. And Loomis is like, kind of like, okay, <laughs> but it happened, and it happened by you. Right. But yet, this innocent kid, there's a detachment. So it's like, correct. He create he he did these crimes. He actually, and it's almost like you kind of, as you're watching him, when he's like taking um, Ronnie in the chair and he's like mm-hmm. taping Ronnie up yes his whole body his mouth everything and then he takes the knife and he slowly like runs it across his throat it's like did he finally just have a moment where he snapped or is he really like just that pissed off that he's just at this I point think he's calculating at that point, he's that pissed off because there's a lot that going on at home when the kids were tormenting yeah. about his mom yeah, they're making comments. They're like, they know his you know, mom's a stripper. Your mom's and, stripper, yeah. blah blah blah. And you can, that is probably the only part in there where you, where they're showing a true human, yeah, like where he's got a heart because he shows a deep affection for his mother. Correct. So and tell me, that snaps him. Yeah, it does. Tell me how you felt when um, the mom gets the call 
Mm-hmm. And she goes to the school, and she's talking to the principal, and she's, like, all done with him. She's like, you know what? She's like, I can't keep coming down here. Yep. You keep calling me, like, every other fucking day. Mm-hmm. I'm annoyed. And they're like, well, your son's got some problems. And she's like, what? Now, tell me this. If you, <laughs> this is your kid, and the principal sits <laughs> you down, and then a psychiatrist comes in, and they're like, we want to show you stuff, but, you know, we're hoping that you're not squeamish and right. they and show they you all these pictures of like dead cats dead that cats were like tortured or mangled yeah. or whatever I don't know if I would have had the same reaction that she did she's like what he found a dead cat on the way to school that's not normal who puts a dead cat in their backpack right I'm like hey, yeah no that, uh, that thing at first she's like okay he found a dead cat but yeah when they pulled the bag out yeah and, and they're they had, like yeah there's like 30 pictures of... She did have a reaction to that, but, yeah, I, you know, once yeah. again, director's persona mm. of what they're trying to go for, you know, maybe Rob was trying to be, <clears throat> trying to instill the point, like, maybe the mom is not really mm, all <laughs> there, too, or, like, she doesn't find it Right, you know, weird that this is going that, on. that sense of, like, this is a really dysfunctional family. Right. You know, you have... It's a matter of interpretation. And and that's the brilliance of directors. They, yeah. They do that because maybe they want the audience to, like, you make up your own mind. And I gotta you say, I, I get you on that because I gotta... When, when I watched this for the very first time, I can remember my every, every feeling I had at every scene... And I always, as I'm watching it, and I think most people do this, you're looking at what you're seeing right then and there, and you're comparing it to the original. Right. So you're looking at it, and I'm like, okay, so here comes this kid with this long hair, and he's got, like, his, you know, his rock T-shirt on after his sister's like, Mom said to come down, blah, blah, blah. And for me, and I think this is one of the things that I think is brilliant about Zombie, he's very raw yes. and very sometimes vulgar. With his depiction uh, oh, yes. of what's going on in a, in a typical household, and even though in cinema we like to sugarcoat things, yes, he does not. No, he's giving it to you raw, like this is raw, what would be straight said. Up, it's right in your face. Yeah, and this is what we're saying. And how the sisters like making jokes about what he did to the rat. She's like, Correct. "Oh, what did you do? Stroke him to death?" Mm-hmm. Like that's something that a, a typical teenage girl probably would say. Other people say things like, well, that's really crass, and they would never say would anything never like that. Right. But he... I don't know. That's where... That is how fucked up our society is, because that would really... You've got Be something that, that somebody that. said. And so, yeah, and Rob it's like... has always been true to that. Correct. And one of the things I think, for me, that, that really... <laughs> in the beginning, like, the mom gets the car, she goes to the school, she meets Loomis, they show her these pictures... And then, you know, later on, you know, they're back at the house and Ronnie's giving him shit now. Yeah. Because he's he's obviously been told by his girlfriend that this is what Michael got in trouble for. And he's like whispering to him. He's like, hey, cat killer. Cat killer. He's like, that's some faggoty that's ass some shit. faggot ass shit. Okay, right so that I'm going to... Now, we are right not homophobes in any nope. way, shape, or form, but it's but the way that he delivers that line that makes William me... William Forsyth has always up. been a guy throughout the years <laughs> acting that I... I love the man. He's, He's been amazing. in multiple 
fucked up shit. Yeah. But yes, he the way I agree, the way he delivered that and his look on his face. His face. And like you're pathetic like, for going like out here and doing you're this. Pathetic. That's to me yeah. And there's he's like must make you feel like a badass motherfucker, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> I'm like I'm like right I'm like, there. oh my god, he's like really riding this kid's he ass. Is getting and angry. Michael the whole time is looking at him like I really fucking hate you. Yes. I just I it's so to me. It's so funny, but it's not funny, but right. it's funny. It's, and right. yeah, I'm sick. But anyway, <laughs> that's just how things are for me. But I, I got to say, you know, there's 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 a lot of different players in this. Um, So you see, like, I don't want to, like, dwell on this, but okay, we we're still talking about mm -hmm. Michael being a child and the mom and things like that. But what I think is really, one of the things I think is really deep is it shows the relationship between Michael and his mom. Correct. It shows, like Sean said, the dysfunction in the family being that all of the kids that she has. I, I want to say I wanna, the last one might be Ronnie's. Yes. I'm thinking. And then Michael and his sister are obviously from a different father. Right. But um, one of the things I think that uh, Zombie touches on is that we do have in society plenty of families that have what we call blended families where it's the mom and the kids and a different dad or mm -hmm. the dad and the mom so on and so forth but yet and still it can complicate things and it can make things very difficult for the kids and i love how michael calls the youngest one boo he's like yes. you know everything about her is boo and he loves everything her he and loves her to death you know and even though boo is just a baby and she has no yep. idea who's who and what's what um, the fact Which that... Which we find out later. Correct, we, we find out later. I think that's amazing how Rob took the time to make that connection and and make it so that even though they were dysfunctional, it still was a family unit outside of William Forsythe being a yes. dick. Yes. <laughs> whatever. You, you, we get that. But then I like how... Or one of the things that I thought was really deep was, you know, Michael commits the crime, he gets mm -hmm. arrested, he gets locked up. And his mother goes, so she visits him every weekend, and she has these, you know, sessions with Loomis, who's telling her, basically, like, this is kind of like a lost cause, nothing's happening, right. Nothing. he's not progressing. He's not able to connect with him. Right, and, and, and this kid's just not really getting better, and I think... I feel for her because she's she's going and she 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 lost right her man, which I don't know how much she really cared about him, but right. there was something there. there Obviously, something. that's the yeah. the father of the the baby there. But she lost her daughter, yet she's still not giving up and giving up hope right. on Michael. Right. She's still hanging in there, but yet I think she's hanging on by a thread. And when that last scene where Michael attacks. The nurse. Correct. With the fork there. I think he stabs her in the neck or yes, something like and that. she's there. She's there. And she's witnessing it. Right. Yeah, the sirens the go straw. off and everything. And then all of a sudden, which I think is brilliant by zombie, yeah. everything kind of goes almost mute. You don't hear anything. Correct. You don't hear any voices, but the you hear the sirens. cinematography is yeah. shot where they, he's just screaming, let out, where yeah. the, the hair's going wild. And it, yes, you, like you said, it just goes mute. Yeah. And he slows panning into Michael, and then we cut to modern day. Correct. And and, and you, you see the mom's reaction where she's like, you know, Michael's screaming and he's lashing out, and she's 
her reaction to him is like, I can't believe this is my kid. And she's kind of like afraid and she jumps back. And we know at this point it's a lost cause. They've tried. They've they've done things to try to connect with this kid and it just does not happen. Mm -hmm. So the next thing you know, and this is what gets me and what makes my heart bleed is, you know, she's sitting on the couch Mm -hmm. and she's watching these movies She's got the revolver in her hand, and it's like she's really at her wits end. Like her end. she does not know what else to do. It's like she's she's visited him. She's given him pro- positive reinforcement, yet and still, this kid still cannot be reached. What gets me is that she actually had enough guts to pull the trigger, so knowing right. that she had an infant child there as well. Right. So, you know, it tells you, it's a testament, I guess. And to, we hear when she pulls the yeah. shot, we hear the kid in the background Just immediately crying. crying. Yeah. And and I correct myself, that it's, wasn't the cutoff. After that scene happened where the whole movie is being shot, he's tightening the shot up of her and Michael. She pulls the trigger, we hear the baby cry. That's where we cut to. Yeah, modern day. Modern day. And then we've got Lori Strode with her new parents, but not realizing that these are not her real parents. Right. right. And it's so you can now, from this point, as you see the movie progress and you see where Rob's going with it, compared to Carpenter's, there's where you can start to almost do that whole scene for scene, scene for scene comparison. And he's actually bringing in Lori's parents, which Carpenter in the first one, we really only saw the father. Yeah. In the beginning where he's like, make sure you drop off the key. Hey, take the, the key. House. Yeah, do your thing. But we, once he cuts to that, we get to see a little bit of Lori's adopted or fought whatever. Foster parents. Yeah, whatever Foster you parents, mother and father. Which, bringing in Dee Wallace. Yes. Iconic. Yep. Having her be the mom. And she's a horror Yep. Queen herself. And she's one of Zombie's favorites. And one of Zombie's favorites. And a few things. Even though it was a, you know, short-lived environment with her and and the the husband. Yeah. They they did enough to show, okay, here's Lori with a normal family. Yep. Trying to live a normal... Doing her thing. And she... Just happens to be going to school one day and sees this creeped out person she's shape, never seen. The yeah. shape, the shape, never seen. Just <laughs> following her and her girls. Yeah. Now and, let's talk about that. Let's okay. So now that we've 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 talked about everything in the beginning, now we're gonna get into the guts of the film and and where a zombie takes it, um, on a different level from where Carpenter takes it. Let's talk about Mr. Tyler Maine. Tyler Maine as, as the, the adult Michael shape, Myers. Michael Myers. I'm gonna tell you when I watched this movie for the first time, and and Michael as an adult appeared, yes. I legit was was beyond scared because I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the sheer size of yes, this dude. He this may as well be seven feet freaking. T- Oh, huge oh. <laughs> and He's a, a beast. beast and this is what zombie wanted to do when he remade this movie he wanted yeah. to bring back he's like i want to make the fear of michael myers real again and he nailed and he's it like i want 
to I don't want it. He's a five foot six dude. Right. He wanted (laughs) him to be a beast. And let me tell you. Yeah. Casting Tyler Maine. Brilliant. Who was an ex wrestler, I believe. Yes, he was. And the sheer size, like you said, D. Oh my god. And just the the way he's just no emotion. No. And every in the size, like the truth. I mean, you, Tyler Maine. I think anybody who would ever come in contact with him, whether it be in costume or out, yes. Just if you saw, just just his size alone is enough to make you just stop. Correct. Right where you are. And you see somebody like that, you definitely cross the street, go the other way. You do whatever you do to avoid them. Correct. He is just a a a beast. And my God, through the whole movie, he was amazing. Amazing. I mean, he, <laughs> he couldn't have casted I was scared. a better. Yes. And <laughs> I mean, from the 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 first scene of. Um, <laughs> Yes. Of what was it? Um, oh my god! Um, um, when they're in, in the in the actual hospital. In the uh, was it in the actual hospital or am I thinking? Well, of... let me let me let me throw another character out there. Yeah. This might help you. So we, like I said, here we have we've got Tyler Maine, and then we've got his caretaker Danny Trejo. Yes. <laughs> oh. Who's, Danny, who's yes. also brilliant. Danny, yeah, Danny Trejo, which every... I mean, unless you're not from this planet, if you don't know who Danny <laughs> Trejo is, I mean, to have Danny in there as Machete. the... Machete. Yes, Machete, <laughs> Machete. As having him be the janitor, but also having a, you know... Almost like a father figure. Almost to, a father figure, because Michael, he, was, yeah. he knew Mike... As we saw before that, he was always kind to Michael from a young kid. And then always, always looking out for him, so to speak, all right. the way up to his adult age. Yeah. And the introduction of when we get to see Michael as a adult figure, mm. where we have the two orderlies that you <laughs> uh-huh. want to fucking strangle because Seriously. they're just beyond redneck Freaking fucking hillbilly. It's horrible. But... Those are the kids. Those wrong. are the actors Again, that zombie uses it thing, and the guy that he was looking to get that reaction from people to get that reaction, and the guy that plays that I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but you know the one I'm talking about, the southern uh, guy with the southern accent. Yes. When they that. decide that they're going to take one of the in, uh, one of the patients, yeah, into that was Mike's really room. disturbing for me. I was like, "What is happening?" That's right where now? we show. The disturbing factor of the way that Michael is incarcerated. Correct. But they decide to bring him into Michael's room, and they think Mike's a freak. Yes. They don't give a shit about Mike whatsoever. Nope. They're like, we're going to get this guy to freaking. And they show a brutal rape scene. Yeah. Where Michael is sitting there simply painting his demonic masks. And one of the things I want to bring up about that rape scene is it was not in the actual theatrical version. You did not see that. Correct. When they released it on DVD, there was an extended or an uncut version, right, and that's what you version. get that in. And you that get, it is. It's that brutal. That was cut from the... But we we did show in the theatrical version, mm. they cut that part out, but they showed the fact that they were 
you know, intimidating. Taunting Michael, him, taunting. messing with his masks. And that's where we see Michael stand up, and he's just this, like, fucking 20-foot large fucking <laughs> he's, Yeah. It and, is so intimidating, but it's so... It's the... Like, when you look at the original, I think what Carpenter was trying to do was was totally build on suspense. Correct. And the, oh my god, this the, the what if factor. What if she doesn't get out of the on time? What if, what if, what if? And with zombies, it's not the what if, it's the, oh my god, mm-hmm. it's about to happen. This guy's huge, he's coming after me, what am I going to do? And you have to react. Correct. And so that brings on, I think, another level of anxiety. Correct. <laughs> Most he takes people? out the orderlies. This is when Danny Trail yeah. comes on for his shift. He discovers the fucking bodies. Realizes Michael is out of this fucking room. Yeah. And he's just trying to get Michael to go back. And, and it looks like Michael's going to be compliant. Michael's going to be compliant. He's like he's got his hands together. Like, here you go. Put the cuffs on up. me. And, and Michael the minute is Danny tries just, to do it, he's like, "Rip, no nope, yep, hands around and the neck." He no. just snaps, <laughs> and that is a very gritty scene for me because yeah. I feel for Danny. He's just like, "I was good to you, Mikey," and yeah. he's just beating him, yeah, right into the, drowning him into, the, and, and and that just shows the fact of that there's no life to Michael. True. Which is what uh, Carpenter in the first one with Loomis, even though we didn't see all that stuff, like Loomis explained, black eyes. Yeah. No soul. No life. This exactly. This is the devil himself. We see that explained more with Zombie as he shows that. And then Michael breaks out mm. of the hospital. And this is where he's going now to find... Lori. Yep. And hunt her down. And this is where we get introduced to the modern day Sheriff Brackett. Yes, which, the modern once day, again, yeah, modern day Sheriff Brackett. Rob Zombie casting one <laughs> of another great horror fucking icon of yeah. all time, Brad Dorf, who yep. we all know, voice of Chucky. Yep. Amazing. A great Sheriff Brackett. Yeah. In my opinion. I agree. I agree with that. And then how how badass was it for him to put um Danielle Danielle Harris as yes. Annie. Yes. Sherrit Brackett's daughter. daughter. And if you guys ever watched any of the originals, she was in um Halloween four and five. Yes. As um Jamie. Yes. The mute girl. Um, she went through some psychological things, but I, I thought that was brilliant. But that you know, was brilliant. I, what I would have liked to have seen them do with that was actually make Danielle Lori's daughter and, yeah. and, and, and carry out that story and possibly build on that. Because as we know, I mean, Halloween, whoever's making it at that particular moment, whatever director, whatever writer is, is going to go in and produce their film has the right at that point to do whatever they want to do with the script, but no one ever really stayed true to once they started to build upon the story where it was going. Um, if you look at H2O, you have Jamie Lee again, but she's got a son. She's got a son. So in this particular one, um, you know, you've got 
Laurie Strode as his sister, that's always been consistent and that's right. been great. Um, but I, I, I really would have liked to have seen them do something with the storyline of Jamie's daughter, um, meaning Laurie Strode's daughter. Right. Um, but that never went anywhere, but who knows? Maybe maybe, you maybe never down know. the line some, somebody know. might say, you know what, yeah, I want to take that and build on it. But Danielle Harris would have been amazing for that. And I know, um, I, I think I've seen interviews where she said that she, because she did have a connection in the first round, that to have Rob bring her back and put her into um, this role as Annie was just ridiculous. And she couldn't wait to sign on yeah, and, yeah. and was crazy. on board. Yep. I, let's, let's, let's talk cinematography. One of the things oh, that Sean and I always talk about. The cinematography with, the, yes. with Rob shooting. Rob this. is amazing, but he actually makes you feel as if you're there when you're watching one of his kill scenes. Yes, The correct. way the camera shakes, the whole atmosphere, you really feel like you're right there with that person getting stabbed. And <laughs> I don't know if there's another director out there that can give no. you that feeling, but, no. but Rob brings it. And I'm like, shit. I mean, from the moment... From the first kill scene, even when Michael was just a kid, right. and he's beating the piss out of that kid who's <laughs> walking right. home with the yeah. stick and everything, yes. I'm like, this is this is this hardcore, is but this is exactly what it would be like if it was real life. I thought that was amazing. Um, and every kill scene from that moment, correct, brilliant. Like oh, I'm right. like, oh my! Like you're watching it, and you're like, I want to turn away, but you can't turn away where because he re, it's where he reenacts. <laughs> Killing off the the boyfriend. Yeah. Where we get the where the iconic scene of where we get the knife into mm. um, his shoulder, but just where he's bringing him against the wall and beating him. Yeah. The camera is on point with shaking. the attack and shaking. You're you're getting that realization of the brutality yeah. that is happening. Yep. At that point, and for me, I was like, this is beyond intense yeah and we actually skipped ahead of that because we this did. is where annie and the boyfriend were making out this is minus sean's like uh, one oh of our God. favorite scenes yes, they were you know they're on the couch they're doing they're their the thing couch, they're doing their thing oh my but God. um eventually they realize something's going on outside or there's somebody going around and this is where um Lori, at that point, had did Lori see? You may have to correct me on this. Bring did, it. Did he? Was this the first time that he did he already attack Lori at this point? No, no, not at this point. Okay. At this point, he's after her friends. Correct. He gets the friends, um, and poor poor Annie, as tiny as she is, I think she gets the brunt of it. She does get. She the brunt gets the brunt of it, of it and then. Again, if you were to flash back to the carpenter scene, that one's a little bit more homemade, a little bit more downplayed, right, right. not as brutal, but where um where where Lori comes in and finds Annie after her after Annie's boyfriend's been murdered, Annie's been beat to crap. Beat she's like shit. she's like yes. got no top on. She's no just, top on. She's bloody. She's, she's bloody. Yeah. She's like. And this is where Lori comes in. Yeah. And she's flipping out. It's a thing. Trying, trying to to save her friend and everything. And she's like, he's around. He's here. He's somewhere. He's somewhere in the house. And, and Lori is just in hysterics. Yeah. 
Yeah. And this is where it gets to mine and I think Dee's favorite scene where she goes to the window to be like, where is he or whatever like that. Yeah. They've got the kids that they're babysitting yes. freaking out going, stay, you know, just, just stay there, don't do nothing. Yep. And then zombie shoots to the main door where you just all of a sudden oh see God. Myers. His face. As tall. Through the glass. Of the glass there. of the door. And I... You just see yes. a quick glimpse of the okay. mask and the face in there. And Lori just fucking yells. And with one shoulder shrug, this yeah. guy just breaks down the door. And... That, to me, is just the most yeah. brutal home invasion type thing. Hell to the... Yeah. And I gotta yeah. tell you, I make Sean laugh at this all the time because my defense, Megan... I'm always, I'm one of those girls, like, I'm so tough, and I'm like, if this was to happen, this is what I would do, but I'm going <laughs> to tell you right now, Tyler Maine, if I was <laughs> sitting down on the couch, on a floor, or whatever, and I looked up at my door, and he's just standing when there looking at me. she looks up and just sees that, the reaction Through the is glass, brilliant. like, his face is just like, like, the guy's not on the ladder, he's right. just standing he's just there looking standing at there you. standing there looking. My defense mechanism would just be to piss myself. <laughs> like, like my entire... I would just pee. Right. That's... I'm like, because I can't think of anything else that I would do. Yes. Besides that. Correct. Because it's just like, this guy is a, a freaking monster. And like Sean said, he's right outside. Right outside. Really? I mean, the door may as well be a piece of paper. Yes. Because he's Shoulder just... Shoulder checks yeah, one he's just thing like, and, just and he's right there and, there and it's like your ass is his. And once oh, again, to Rob's cinematography, once he busts that door, the camera is yeah. in line with the breakdown Everything. of the door. He goes after Lori. She's trying to run away. He gets her a little bit, stuns her down. Yeah. And... When she finally breaks out of the house and gets out, she recreates Jamie the Lee's. classic Jamie Lee scene of limping out. Yeah. And I have to give it to her. Yeah. She did. She was on point with that. What is her and, name again? And, uh, yeah, I can't remember the actress's name off the top of my head, but she reenacted. And she even said in an interview herself that, that she... Wanted to make true to that Scout. Classic. I thought it was a Scout, Scout Taylor. Yes. Yeah, she's amazing. Scout Taylor. She recreated that iconic scene of running out of the house, limped, hurt, screaming yeah. for help. And she nailed it. because and, and then Zombie even took that scene where she's coming out, yelling for help, and then tightened immediately yeah, yeah. on her. Right on her face, everything of going, help me, help me. And to me, I was like, oh. Yeah. That was just, it was fucking, it was pinnacle. Brilliant. And he's got the original Carpenter. The soundtrack in the sound, back. The, yeah. the, his theme behind it, too. I gotta tell you, I, I think a lot of us who were true fans of horror movies, true fans of Rob, couldn't wait for this to come out. Because oh, you God, wanted no. to see all of that. And he he delivered one hundred percent. Um, I I think for me, besides the cast, besides the the soundtrack, um, he nailed a lot of. I think for those of us who were born in the seventies mm-hmm. and raised as eighties children, can look at this era of what was happening 
in the world, what was happening at that time. And it truly speaks to us because that's when we were young kids going right. into, like, you know, like elementary, yep. transitioning into uh, junior high. It was it was a really cool time. And obviously, Rob, that time of his life, too, was Correct. a point where he focuses on... Because he is around, all right, well, he's yeah. a little, I mean, he's a I little he's, older, but, but yeah. he's around that same era where... Correct. Yes. He... And, and and he just delivers. I gotta say, you know, even with as bloody, gory, um, as graphic as his stuff can be. Oh yes. In my opinion, that's how it actually would turn out. This Correct. is the stuff that you would you would see this blood, you would see this gore, you would see this kind of emotion coming from people. Whereas I think. Back in the seventies, when these other right. when when the original was made, I think they were pretty much told to kind of like tame it down. There was and not a certain make it, back yeah. then. You couldn't have that much brutality you as couldn't. we have now. But I want to. I, I gotta Carpenter, say, yeah, I, Carpenter's I gotta, thing back yeah. then, which is why it was such a pinnacle horror movie. He was more about the creep factor. Yeah. And that movie, for all horror movies during Halloween time frame, and when you think of Halloween and you're going to watch horror movies, that movie has really the least amount of blood and gore. But it's yes. just the eeriness and the <laughs> that gets fucking you. stalking factor, which is what makes it more than like a Friday the Thirteenth or Agreed. a fucking you know yeah, uh, yeah, yeah Friday the whatever 13th, you know just this, this these these gore and these slasher films yeah they label Halloween as a quote unquote slasher film but it's not but it's really not no it's more of a to me it is a thriller it, it's a thriller it's a stalker film thank I you I mean you you you're you're more like. Who the fuck is this guy? And that was my take with this motionless. Yes, you know. And when we, when I don't know if you remember what I was talking about when we were um, critiquing Halloween two, that was one of the things that really got me was that it wasn't a slasher flick, right. At all, it's the it's the whole uh, cat and mouse, correct? Where the you know, like I said, Lori, she's wounded, she's hurt, she's moving at the speed of light mm -hmm. she's like climbing things and doing th and yet the figure is moving at the speed of a snail correct but no matter what happens no matter he's what happens, right he's there right there <laughs> it's like she cannot With the same yeah motion methodic same movement methodic, yeah. yes and that's what makes a true horror film and that scares me like halloween too scared me we will get into rob zombies halloween too because that was brilliant too yes. but we're still kind of on the first note what i will say and i don't know if you agree with me but what i will say about zombies halloween one is i loved everything i loved the pace of everything i liked yes. how everything was going up until um i want to say where he captured laurie 
Yes. And he got her into his house when he Correct. brought her back to the home. Yeah. I thought that was a little drawn out. I was like, okay, we can kind of like cut this down a little bit because there was a lot of There was chasing. a lot of chasing. Yeah, and like in rooms and out of he rooms. Was, and... He, was, he was paying homage though to that... Um, and this is the thing why Zombie's the man, because he is a true, um, em- he embraces that 70s horror. Yes. You know, uh, that to me reminded more of like a, that's his homage to the Czech, Texas Chainsaw kind of yes. thing. I and got that by and, and because Zombie is from that era and loves that, that type of horror cinema, yeah, and that underground stuff. That yes, it it might it was a little drawn out. I yes, but to me it was just that like a little, I understood yeah. where that was coming. I was like, he's paying homage to that film era because that's exactly I got the what same. was going on in Texas Chainsaw. Yes, I got the same vibe. So he gave a he gave that extra cat and mouse chase. I there. thought he could have just kind of like dialed back a little bit and maybe shortened that scene some. Yes. One of the things that I did think was brilliant was when she was up in the rafters and she's climbing through and she's doing her thing. Am I still recording? Yes. And um, we're capping out here in a Okay. We got four minutes, people. So we gotta we gotta wrap oh. this up. Oh, I see you. You mentioned that, and I was like, "That's not a thing." Yeah, and it I, is a thing. Yeah. So we'll have to do like a part two. Yes. So um, yeah. But where we're going with this is, uh, where I was going with that was, I think he drew it out a little bit too much. But I get where he was going with it. But one of the things that I think, um, for me, with the first one, is. I, I felt like I, I like when she was in the Raptors and he's taking yes. the and he's like trying to like he's yes. hitting the broom which or gave it a very intense. Yeah, I mean yes, he's trying to fucking just beat her down and yeah. trying to get her down and she's she's freaking out. She's for trying life. to get away. You know. Um. Yeah, that was a thing. Um. I, I didn't realize that we have we are on a time limit for an we hour. We are on a time limit. So Sean and but, I are but gonna. But we'll end yeah. it with this. Yeah. I think that Zombie ended that first one. Yeah. As we know, in Carpenter's classic where Loomis shoots him and he falls off the balcony. I love the twist in this one where he switches it up to where Lori is the one with the gun. With the gun on top of him. And Lori nails him out of the house at the end. And she's she's got him down. She thinks he's dead. Yeah. And she hasn't shot yet. But she's Correct. got the gun, and the poor girl's like pulling trigger after she's trigger pulling, after trigger. and the, the chambers are empty. And there's she does not know, and then all of a sudden he gasps up, and let, and then that and final she, shot yep. comes off, blows him in the face, and she's like and, splattered and just and gets splattered, and he does that three motion tight shot where she's just screaming. It's brilliant, and. Blood everywhere. Yeah. And he's dead. And then we cut to directed by Rob Zombie. Yeah. And it's just like. And that. And you want better. more. So you he want more, totally but he, left us 
thirsting Damn. for more. It was yep. like, okay, now that we saw that this. That was one of the greatest cliffhangers. What's the second one going to be like? Yes. Yeah, so we couldn't wait. So this is going to be yes. our depiction for Rob Zombie's Halloween 1. We will do a part 2. We will do a part 2. Where we give you the rest. And then we're going to go ahead and transition from there into Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Halloween 2. So, thank you all. Yeah, stay tuned. And just so you guys know what we're going to do since it is now the month of December. And I'm sure Sean can't wait. We will be doing our depiction of Krampus. That's coming up. Yeah, I made him watch it. We're going to do it again. So, stay tuned, y'all. Stay tuned, (laughs) y'all. We'll talk to you later. All righty. Bye. Bye.